listening to the Live, Live, Play podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the Live, Live, Play podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Kinsler, and on the show today, we have Karen Coughlin. Uh, Karen was on the show, I think it was about four years ago. I think it was it actually was. even more. I have a feeling it was 2015. Yes, it could be, yeah, 2015, so six, Five six, and a half years ago, Five and a half yeah. years ago. Um, and since then, uh, Karen, was, you, were, you were firstly welcome to the show. Thanks Thank for coming back on. Uh, but back then, 2015, when you could hug people and shake hands and embrace people and all that, um, you, were, you were kind of synonymous for nutrition. And since then, you've opened your own facility. And yeah. tell us a little bit about like, kind of what motivated you to, to open a gym. Well, would you like the long story? <laughs> this is definitely one of those stories. Um, so if I were to backdate it, so in 2015, when I was on the show uh, with you last, I was talking about part-time coaching. So while uh, nutrition coaching was my main business, I was always kind of coaching part time in gyms at the time. Um, So it kind of stemmed from that. So after kind of a series of events, um, I won't go into those details, but one thing led to another. And I ended up in contact um, with a girl called Leanne Keane, who I believe is in your gym at the moment. Yeah, Yeah, she seems to be doing um, really well down there at the moment. So I met Leanne in now i have to go through my dates now it was january of 2017 so about a year and a half after i i I, uh, met you last so january 2017 our time overlapped very briefly in another gym and we just kind of kept in contact Mm. and that january she actually started her own um coaching practice in the facility I'm in now. So this is the start of it. Leanne then um, got pregnant with her third child. And uh, that summer she posted a photo of her in Spain, what they call baby moons or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I t- text her and I said, oh, great photo. Um, and she had previously just posted uh, looking for a coach cover her maternity so I replied to a comment and I just said something real like oh did you manage to find anyone to cover your classes while you're off maternity leave and she replied and she said no actually but would you be interested and to be fair it wasn't I hadn't it wasn't anything I had thought about pursuing at the time because one it was all the way down in Kilcool um, and I was living in Rat Mines at the time so I'm from Dublin so I was living in Rat Mines and Kilcool is like a 40 minute drive up and down so I kind of said well I wasn't I said I hadn't thought about it but she goes so look why don't we meet for a coffee when you come back when I come back from the holidays and we can talk about it then so we did met met her down in um uh what's it called the the number eight place down there coffee dock or something like that Dockyard, 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 yeah, I remember the coffee well, and um, it took about half an hour of a chat, so I said, Asher, why not, I've never been one to say no to kind of most opportunities, to be Mm. fair, so um, at the time, she, there was other things going on in the studio, so it was only a matter of maybe going up or down two or three times a week, because there was another chap involved as well, so um, I did that covered her maternity leave until around the November and then through one thing or another she made a decision then her own personal decision in December not to renew her lease with that particular studio in the January. Yeah. So we were all a little bit oh no and that's the end of the classes and this and that and then of course Leanne goes again oh sure you know would you think about taking on the lease yourself and of course I was like well no hadn't actually thought about it but now that you say it so it was a lot of uh, seed planting and me going oh right okay so um, in the December of 2017 I rang the uh, building owner and he decided early he offered a three month kind of short term like rent just to see how I got on because I had no yeah. clients in the area or oh, I was just working with the few people who I'd met through Leanne's um, classes so then we did the three months and at the time it wasn't a big investment because I already had my nutrition coaching practice that was full-time for me so I was getting a wage from that so I kind of just saw it as a bit of a time investment on my side so the three months went really well it seemed to be something that the area wanted and needed so I rang John in the April and I said right let's sign a lease Um, so that's kind of the long story yeah so in the April then um, 
that's when we decided to like install new floors, put in the rig, get equipment. So there was no big um, saving or plan or investment on my yeah. behalf because I hadn't hadn't ever planned it. So it was a s- slow and gradual build. So over the next two years or so, I'd say it took it took the two years to kind of get the place fully up and running as to kind of, so yeah. it looks like what it does today. So yeah, a series of events and opportunities. Yeah. That's uh, what led to me opening my gym. Yeah. And yeah. I, think, I think that's good because I would have said back in 2014, 2015, 2014 mainly is what kind of when we started was around those years was kind of the last few gyms that I seen would open up with literally nothing. Nothing. I remember yeah. we opened up with some bars, some bumpers, some kettlebells. We had a dodgy rig. Uh, we had no rubber. We painted really like a lot of our members still, like I said, we trained on concrete floors for a year oh, and a half. Goodness. <laughs> Poor ankles. We painted the floors. Uh, and we had to paint them every couple of months because they kept chipping. Oh, uh, so people would could do burpees and cover the paint chips. Oh, nice. And like you're, like what you're saying there is like two years. So you started off because it wasn't planned. Like you see these people and they they get these like massive loans and they they build these beautiful facilities in the space of a month. They're like, hey, we're open for business, but they're in debt eighty to a hundred grand. Yeah. And and then you've you like like us and like yourself, you've built over the years and like kind of added and added and added, um, which I think is obviously it's nice to open the doors with a big plush facility, but it's, I think there's a, there's more character to yeah. a company when yeah. you, cause your members get to see the, the evolution. Of, yeah, that's it. Like, yeah. You're not, you're not like driving around the corner in your Maserati and living the dream because everyone thinks we're rich. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, and you know, I've always said that if I sat down and kind of planned out because it's a small gym, is it like what 10 meters by nine meters or something like that? Mm. It's teeny tiny, like it's pretty small. We'd have a max capacity of 10, so it is, it's kind of small group coaching. But if I ever, I always said, if I sat down and, and drew out the room or designed it with a color scheme or anything like that, anything visual in mind, I don't think it would look the way it does today. So yeah. it's like that, it has been a kind of an organic growth and even only in the last year sure we were still getting new 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 chairs and little floors and the toilet done up and things like that so uh, yeah it it wouldn't look like it does today if I had sat down initially and done that so we we really did like we built it like well what do we need now and then we worked around that and then well what can we add in next and so you know it kind of worked like that it was always functional rather than what it looked like and if people know me they know I'm not really driven by aesthetic in any regard of my life (laughs) so you know and it was the same with the gym once it worked and once the clients and the customers were having a nice experience sure we didn't really care you know Mm -hmm. so yeah no it worked out great I have to say and we even designed our new logo with this blue in mind like I know that's coming across quite bright there but that was just like a random selection for the rig and next thing the walls got painted blue our blue logo and our branding and Osher it all just just little things like that kind of just organically evolved and that's a, we, we started off with a oh god we went through some horrible stuff I don't know we thought it was good at the time like we we, we picked one wall and spray painted at different colours every brick a different colour oh my god three months because for the kids program cool yeah they were probably giving them seizures um, oh, and then we had a black and yellow wall like a hazard wall uh, we had traffic lights on the wall. Now, if they had been yeah. hooked up to the clock, it would have been cool. Yeah. We couldn't get that done. And now pretty much my gym is black. Yeah. Like, there's little bits of blue of our, of our logo, but it's it's darker and it's wooden and it's like a log. It's like a cabin more so than it was. Um, yeah. That's just over the years, just kind of, I did something, thought it was cool, and then couple of months later like I'm not happy with this and constantly change like we just like now obviously with lockdown we've been adding more um cha- making more changes people are like why are you, why are you updating your assessment room I was like partly I want to partly I'm bored yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah uh, but for you obviously we've we've all been hit with COVID and the fitness industry I think is I think it's gotten a raw deal. I think we've got 
lumped in with the like so air type air style of gyms the small group training gyms personal training gyms we've been lumped in with the bigger budget gyms and mm. i don't think that's i don't think it's right but for you how has the last 12 months affected obviously the business personally like for me there was it's been a, a bit of a roller coaster um and i ended up working with someone uh, a kind of mentor to help me turn my mentality around on it because originally I was kind of like, oh, we're fucked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pretty much. The first, I say the first, uh, April last year wasn't a good place. And me and Dave were in here. I think we drank a full fridge of Monster and Protein Bars. Oh, goodness. So I, I thought you were going to say bottles of vodka there. So could it be worse? <laughs> we don't keep that on site. Uh, it could be a thing. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, so, yeah, um, what a wild 12 months it has been. And more, we're into our, what, are we into our 13th, 14th month? Yeah, I don't know. 13th month now, yeah. Yeah, like, I remember the original announcement. My sister was actually in the gym at the time. We were in the middle of a postnatal class, and um, the announcement came on at 12 o'clock. Leo came on, and, of course, I, I dramatize and I overreact to everything. So, like that, I was like, ah! and of course my sister had to step in and go Karen it's two weeks relax and yeah, yeah. so <laughs> yeah and then obviously everything happened so we were slow enough to get our classes initially onto zoom I was kind of at home in my back garden doing all these random videos and like you know trying to send workouts to our Facebook group and yeah. it just was it, it was a, it just wasn't engaging it wasn't engaging at all so um and of course like everybody's a pro at Zoom now, but back then I was really like, oh God, not doing Zoom, but it's only because I was unfamiliar with it. Yeah. You know, so then we trialed out our first um, Saturday class and people loved it. It was brilliant. You know, it was novel. We were all there together. So when we transitioned to Zoom, then um, I kind of felt it, it just was a bit more suitable, I suppose. So we survived first lockdown because of that. Yeah. Now I... I was in the gym on my own at the time, so I never had any outside um, help because I never had a full-time or even a part-time member of staff. Yeah. I only ever had kind of like subcontractors or, or people to step in here and there to cover holidays, days off and things like that. So I personally felt really overwhelmed in the March last year because I did, I felt quite, oh, like, fuck. Like, so like you, we have kids as well. We've teens mm. and tweens as well as postnatal, as well as regular coaching. And I, even though like you might be doing three or four hours of zoom a week, that's enough for one person, you know, yeah. and to be doing the programming and doing <clears throat> this and that. So I, I wasn't on the ball enough or I just didn't have enough mental capacity to take on all of them. So we lost all of our tweens and teens mm. and we lost all of our postnatal last March and we survived literally on the 50% members that we had for those first four months. So I found that one quite difficult um, just because I was so overwhelmed, so mm. overwhelmed by it. So then when we opened up in, so that was a big learning curve for me. I was like, Jesus, I need... I need to get a, a member staff here, and I mean and like a proper it, member. It's not. It's not nice when you see because you're. It's not that you weren't trying your best. No, uh, I oh, felt God. the same. Is yeah. when you start seeing these kind of emails coming in, like, oh, we want to like suspend or cancel our membership. Like our kids program went from sixty a week in the first lockdown to like eighteen. Oh my God. Yeah. I will I believe just, that. Yeah. I was just looking at it going like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was speechless. I, I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. And like our, yeah. our kids program is obviously something that I'm overly passionate about. And to see it get like this, literally just destroyed. destroyed. Uh, yeah. I was like, yeah. like, this is just, and I, it took me a while, like like, like when you start looking at it, you, you, I can understand, and I'm sure any business owner that runs a gym can understand the overwhelmingness that happened in yeah. that kind of March, April, when just things were like, everyone was trying to figure it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, like, I, I, I totally get it. Um, yeah, we were the same with the postnatal and the teens doing so, and they... They, they, they're 50% of our business. 
So I was down yeah. 50% within a month. And then slowly but surely over the next three months, we lost 50% of our regular members. So at our lowest, lowest, we were turning over 25%. And I don't know if people realize that. So like I was short of just coming onto camera and begging people <laughs> to continue supporting the gym. But you can't make people pay yeah. for something, a service that they're not going to use. Now, I've been very lucky that I've actually a good handful of members who've paid their monthly subs since last March and never even done a Zoom. So yeah. like, I'm, I'm so thankful for them. And I don't think they realize that. But yeah, at our lowest, we were down to 25%. But then, you know, the the positive that came out of that, when we when did we open up for July, June? June, uh, March, April, May. Yeah, end of June, end of June, we were not open. I delayed it by an extra week because I just didn't feel ready to open back yeah. up again. So I was a week later than most people. So that's, anyway, that's when we hired, I became an employer for the first time and I hired in um, the coach that we have now, Noelle, mm. and she has been an absolute godsend. So that's one of the brilliant things that came out of all of that for us was us getting another coach in. And I have to say, she's absolutely amazing. So when the second lockdown happened in November, and we kind of knew then it was going to be the short, sharp hit of six weeks because mm. Christmas was coming around and all that. So she took, she basically just said, right, I'll take postnatal. I said, right, I'll take the kit. And then between us, we shared the groups. Mm. So we were fine in November. There was no complaints, no anything. And at that stage, we'd all get in our restart grants. So like we kind of had a bit of money to do a few bits and, you know, so November was fine. And then um, after we opened in November, so then December was our best, one of our best months ever. And for yeah. December, that's kind of crazy, you know. So like we had our two best months, the September and again, the December. And by the, that December, we'd like that, we'd grown our teens and tweens up to 48, 48, which is huge for a tiny little gym. Yeah. Like, you know, down in Kilcool. So um, we were delighted with that. But then, of course, January happened and we initially thought it was going to be four weeks. And then, of course, we haven't been giving any guidelines really yeah. as to when we've been op going to reopen again. So while the initial four weeks wasn't too bad, as soon as that kind of rolled into February, March, that's when we've started to lose again. So our postnatal is, is gone way down. You know, moms and babies want to get out of the house and they yeah. want to be there to socialize and integrate with other moms and meet new people and actually have a physical kind of support or connection. So they're not getting that from the online classes. So that's suffering a bit. Our teens and tweens are doing okay. You know, I'd say we've about half of them, mm. but every week there's an email, <laughs> you know, yeah. they're fed up. Um, I've noticed in the last two weeks, um, there's been a drop off everywhere. And I think that's because the summer, the weather's getting nicer. People are outside and about a little bit more. They're not going to be indoors exercising when they can get out and about. So I think it's only going to get worse before it gets better again for us. So I, I'm, if this goes into April, which it will, it already is. If it goes into May and if it goes into June, I have a feeling we're going to get a, a kind of another quite a, quite a bad hit. Like, and no matter how much you promote your business and no matter how much you say Zooms are the next best thing, they're not the same thing. Yeah, I can't force that on anybody and like that. I'm only short coming on and begging people to, to join in and sign up. But um, yeah, so hopefully, hopefully, hopefully um, we get something in the next announcement. We weren't even factored in no. in the last announcement. So that's what's hard and, as well, because there's yeah. no guideline. There's no timeline. There's nothing. Nothing. What annoys me the most about that is firstly, the governing bodies of the, well, all right, so we don't. There's no real governing body. There's Active Ireland, and then there's um, Sport Ireland, and they have they've been here because we're associated with Sport Ireland through weightlifting. We contact them. You nothing. I remember we got an email about. I think I got an email in August or July or August of last year saying you're allowed to open your gym now. I'm like, yeah, no, we know that. We were able to do that in June. Like, what the yeah. fuck? You're a month behind everyone. Yeah. Um, and then. Active Ireland, um, like they're not, because I obviously a friend of mine owns a, a, a budget gym and he, he's a part of them and they're not getting anything from there because there's, there's nothing. But yet, out of all the industries, 
and the community rates were like 23rd on the list out of 25. We're one of the lowest uh, of community, community rate. They're constantly telling people, you need to exercise, stay healthy. You need to build your immune system by eating better. But we're going to stop all systems that can help you. Yeah. Because not everyone likes to walk all yeah. the time. And all fairness, everyone, like, I'm, let's go for a walk. Yeah, okay. Fuck the seafront. You know, yeah. it doesn't, it's not so much cooler uh, the, the hundredth time. Uh, running, I even took up running. But not everyone wants to run. No. But could you put on like, like what we call what and go outside in our car park? Yeah. yeah. The, well, yeah, kind of. Unless you got kind of. whistleblowers. But there's people outside your car park. Yeah, I'm not trying to hide it. That's why I don't have my car park. I'm on a main road. I'm not trying to hide what I'm doing. I remember the first time we posted that we did, we did a Facebook Live uh, about what and go. And then I was like, oh, the sneaky, sneaky people at FSM doing outdoor workouts. It's like, it's not sneaky if you found out on Facebook Live that I'm in a car park with my members coaching them. Yeah, hilarious. That's not sneaky. That's no. in your face. That's yeah. what we're doing because yeah. we're abiding by all the, the guards came in the first time. They just checked everything without everyone staying distant and sanitizing and doing all that. Then they left. Uh, and we got, we got away with that all last year. Uh, and as I said, we, we started there this week. And you know, we had some guards come in and they were just a little bit different this time. I don't mm -hmm. know. But yeah, we got no mention. Uh, even though your, your, your whole company's motto is making people healthier and living a better life, quality of life. Yeah. Mind, yeah. Pretty much yeah. every gym, unless your gym is like just purely athlete driven. Like, I want to impact as many people as possible through health, fitness, and well-being. Yeah. That will make people live better, stronger, better immune system. Yeah, but yeah. No. I, I get that. I get that. I get that. But at the same time, I, I personally, I wouldn't want to reopen if there was, like, you know, community transmission still going on. Like, yeah. you know, I'm... Uh, in January, I was pretty happy, to be honest, that the decision was taken away from me as to whether we should stay open or closed because, you know, transmission rates went through the roof and all of that. Yeah. So, like, I, I wouldn't be forefront of the argument for gyms to open now. Like, I'm happy to kind of wait and turn and just make do what we can. But at the same time, just a little bit more structure, a little bit more guidance. Where does the country need to be before we can open Blah, 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 all that sort of thing. Yeah. So like while I get like that, you know, and as well as that, like like what you were saying about going for a walk, I don't I don't know if the government understand the difference between the different types of exercise either. You know, so like going for a walk and going into the gym to lift weights have two totally different outcomes in terms of like what it does physically as well yeah. as mentally for a lot of people. So you know, exercise, you can't just say exercise as an outlet. You yes. have to kind of break it down a little bit further than that. Some people just thrive more and weightlifting other people on runs. And, and like that, I, I, I'm not trying to get people out running either. The amount of people that are going to come back to the gym with dodgy knees and ankles. Yeah. <laughs> because they just, just well, shouldn't be running, you know? It's their only option. And look, yeah. at, like people that love to run, that's, it's great. It's a great outlet for them. Yeah. Um, but for a lot of people, they don't want to run. No, uh, and they don't want to walk. They really, or they don't see that the actual. For me, walking unless unless you've never exercised and walking's the first bit of exercise you've done, then there's going to be a, kind of a weight loss aspect to it. But yeah. realistically, walking unless you're power walking, you're not really going to see a dramatic change to your health from yeah. just walking. There'll be initial kind of eight to ten weeks where you'll get a physical benefit. But then after that, it's your, unless yeah. you're walking further and further and further or faster and faster and faster. Yeah. Um, whereas we can help people more. I think, personally, I know you were saying that you, I didn't, I didn't think the gym should have closed at all. I, I, I don't believe because of our trans, the transmission rates and because of the percentages, I don't think, I think a lot of gyms were able to do it safely. I say, I, I, I believe hairdressers and beauticians were the same. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I, I have friends that were operating really, really strict procedural, like in their beauticians and hairdressers. Yeah. And then they got hung. Like, I think we we're just, we we're just, 
I think the government didn't explain themselves and hung a lot of industries yeah. out to dry. Yeah, yeah. Like in December, um, when the transmission rates were starting to go high, we actually lost one or two members back then. Yeah. This is before we had to close or we even suspected that we might have to close. So we lost a couple of tra our transmissions, do you hear me? Members back then, because they were concerned about coming in with high transmission rates. Yeah. So when we were, so then I was kind of like, oh God, like if this is going to happen and we're allowed to stay open, you know, that's, that's not good either. So it, for me, I, I just in our place in particular, I couldn't see it working as a hybrid. You know what I mean? I know some yeah. people were given the option of streaming online as well as having the in-house. But for me, I just couldn't just the, the logistics of making that happen. I couldn't see it happening. Now, I'm sure if we really thought long and hard, we could figure something out. But for me, it was either you're either in the gym or you're not in the gym. So I think, to have, I think to have stayed open when all of this was going on, when people were too nervous about coming in, that wouldn't have worked well for us either. So it's yeah. hard. It's hard to know. Hard well, to know, we, really. When we got back open the first time, we shut down all Zoom. I just, I, I was happy. Same. to you know, Some members were like, are you still going to do some Zoom classes? We're like, no, we're open. Yeah. And then we, we lost members over that. We had people that were members on Zoom. And then when we reopened, they, they stopped being a member because yeah. they didn't feel comfortable coming to the gym. And I was like, look at your decision to exercise at FSM or to exercise online is your decision. And I, and like that, like that's how you feel about the situation at hand. Yeah. As I said, to, like say to our coaches and I say to the members that I will never open FSM or run anything at FSM. If I was, if I was doing it to make a penny. Yeah. I was confident with every decision I made about the reopening, the closing, the Zooms, the outdoor stuff. I always felt confident that what we were doing was to the highest standard that was set down by a governing body, like the, the government. Yeah. At no point did I ever think, even the latest one, at no point did I ever think I was doing it wrong. And it wasn't to, like, if someone was to say, oh, you're just trying to make money. I was like, well, it's a business. And businesses have to make money. And sometimes we uh, but F, like for us, we're doing okay. Like we would have to be shut down for over a year for that right now for us to be like looking at shutting our doors. Yeah. Um, because we pivoted like a lot of other gyms like yourself. We pivoted and we, we went through some tough times and then we, we learned how to redo things. And then I, I looked at, at like other companies that do purp uh, purposefully online classes and did that. And then we we ventured into different aspects of what we do and personal training. We, we, we don't really sell personal, well, we didn't really sell personal training, but now we sell a lot of personal training. Right. Um, yeah. So, and it, it gave us, I just feel that if the government says you can't open, I get it. We won't open. Yeah. But they didn't say anything. No. This, and this yeah. is that, and, and that was knowing what we know, that annoyed me a lot. Yeah, you're sitting there going, "Well," and then your members are asking you the question. You're like, "Actually, I, I, I don't know." Like, yeah. cause we, if, if as soon as I find out, I'll let you know. But they're not telling something. They didn't give us a mention. No, didn't even get a mention, and that's it. It's when you don't know. It's that whole unknown, isn't it? That's yeah. like mentally, that's really hard to deal with as well. Really hard because, like, what if this and what if that, and you're playing out all these scenarios. Yeah, like I remember last year before like the whole like sharing equipment thing you know yes. I was like if we, like I my gym is set up where we have a, a three by or three by three square so like a three bay rig that's it so like if there's nine or ten people in the class you have a three a three and a four that's yeah. or a three and a three and a three so it's like god like if we have to open up the gym with like three people in the room like we're fucked. I may as well yeah. just like stop. Yeah, it's, it's not feasible. Yeah. yeah, no, not at all feasible without having to like quadruple the membership prices. And we were mm. never an expensive gym anyway. So it just totally defeated the purpose. So like that was, that was scary last year before we kind of knew, well, look at individualized training, but sure. What the hell is that? You yeah. know, is it all standing in a room, not sharing equipment, but I'm still there with a workout on the board and have music playing, mm. you know? So like, <laughs> You know, we got away with a lot last year. So, yeah. 
you know, and now that we know a little bit more this year, um, you know, in that, you know, it's not being spread through surfaces and all of that. I'm, I'm a lot more confident about reopening up and doing what we did before, just yeah. while keeping our distance and hopefully all these vaccinations coming soon that we don't need to worry about that either. Mm. So, yeah, it's just, it's that unknown, really. But that was one thing that we, like, we would have, like, let people pair up or treat people to obey when they're doing yeah. their squat training or their press training. Yeah. And that was just the norm. And then they'd all get, like, so then, like, like yourself, we had to kind of think, it was like, at one point, I think when we first opened up and we were allowed to go back, I think we ended up with 12 people in the room and we only had eight bays. And it was pretty much right at the start of every class coach. Who in here does not feel comfortable sharing a bar with someone else? Yes, exactly. And yeah. then those the people would get their own bays and we just prayed that enough people were willing to share. Yeah, that's my it. Kind of, my stance on it was, we're disinfecting the gym twice a day. With, yeah. our, with our sprayer. If yeah. you sanitize your hands when you come in and you're, you're pretty confident that you haven't been in touch with anyone. Yeah. We're all good. And according to the, the sprayer that I have, it lasts for 28 hours. I spray it twice a day. Yeah. So anyone that comes in with COVID and touches anything is automatically dead according to the, the company that gave me the stuff. Obviously, <laughs> great marketing. Um, so I'm like, where like this is all good this is all su- and then i was like we had we, like we had people like oh your plates need to be separated i'm like separate the plates i said the plates are like i can't have plate holders at every bay no we actually oh, do we've got wooden ones built uh, but i'm looking forward to getting rid of all that and just going back to the way it was and having yeah. like one of our biggest things we used to do at fsm saturday fun day saturday was where we'd open up the gym We'd have 20 tricky members rock up. We do a big team workout and we just go at it for an hour and an hour and a half and just have some fun. Yeah. And we can't, like, we've lost a lot of what made our community the community. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. of social distancing and all that. Yeah. And you're trying to, I'm sure, like yourself, you're trying to keep that there and then keep everyone apart at the same time. Yeah. Is, it's, like you said earlier, a lot of people don't understand what we have, what we're going through, and a lot of what our industries are going through. But I think gyms have a a uniqueness when it comes to their community and membership. Yeah, because there is a more of a family vibe in gyms. Hundred percent. Yeah, specific gyms. So I think that's harder to try and recreate when you're not allowed to do a lot. Yeah, yeah massively. Just, like when I got into this industry, like it's all about the person and the teaching and being there and you know creating an atmosphere and like a fun time and you know physically being able to coach people as well. Mm-hmm. Like I love going up to someone and just doing this to them to make sure that they're yeah. in a hip hinge position, just zoop, and then grat. So like you're missing all of that online. You know, I never signed up to be an online coach. <laughs> like and yeah. I'm sure there's so many businesses out there the same. Like there's so many businesses who couldn't transition online either. So, mm. you know, in one regard, I feel lucky to be able to be able to still offer some sort of a service because a lot of people like hairdressers, for example, they can't do it unless they've gone into the black market now or, or selling yeah. products online. They couldn't just transition their business online. So mm. While I feel like this isn't something I actively want to do, um, I'm lucky, we are lucky to be able to do it, to be able to get enough of the members' interest to hang on there as a business, you know. So I won't say we're thriving, far from it, but we're doing what we can to survive as a business. Um, And and I think, I think I was kind of saying this earlier as well, like people see us still offering a service, so they kind of think, oh, sure, they're grand. But yeah. like it's 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 not we're like we're not we're not getting the reach and the retention rate half as much as we would have if you were mm-hmm. to train with me in the gym yeah. in person. So we've lost out on an awful lot of business, you know. So like that, if if we don't come back up in May June at the latest, I I don't know. If I had known this back in January, I probably would have reconsidered like my income seriously. Yeah. Like, will but- I just go get a bloody job and close the gym for six months? I'd probably nearly be better off, you know? Well, if, you, if you had told me that in January, I don't know. I, I, I would be on the same. I'd be like, kind of, what? Like, yeah. The point is like, they just keep dragging this out. And it, it's a kind of one of those things. What's the point? 
What's the point? Yeah. What's the point? Yeah. You're, you're, you're busting your hump. Yeah. You're, you're working, like, for me, we're working two, three times harder than we've ever worked before. Yeah. And yeah. we're not, we're still nowhere near where we were last March. When, and yeah. last March, because I remember sitting down with, uh, with Dave and we, we, we had a meeting about the end of the year and going, if trends continue, yeah. <laughs> we're going to be doing this. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, yeah, this is going to be amazing. And 2021, 2020 is going to be, it's going to be, uh, 2021 is going to be an epic year for FSM. And we're going to be able to do uh, like all the things we wanted to do. And then the end of March, everything had changed. And we're like, I know, it's crazy. Yeah. Like one thing people keep saying to me is, we'll be back. We'll be back. And I say, yeah, but what about the five and six months that you're not here? What am I supposed to do? Yeah, we, we, I, I, I'm still trying to keep it so you can come back. Yeah, and I, I said this to a member, and I got be a, a, a quite blunt to a lot of our members. Um, and when they say that, I said I understand that you say you'll be back, and I do appreciate that. Yeah. But until your membership hits our bank account, yeah, I don't count it. I know because we're all good at saying, "Yeah, I'm totally going to do that for you. I'm I'm totally going to come back and train at the gym." And I appreciate, I, re, I honestly, like genuinely, yeah. I do. And anyone that does come back, I really appreciate it. Yeah. But until your money, and, and this is from the business end, not from the, the community. This is from the business. Until your money drops into the membership account, mm. it's not real. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, won't, yeah. I don't believe it until it happens because yeah. I can't put my projections out there for, oh, well, I have... 20 people coming yeah so uh, my accountant's gonna knock me like yeah so yeah now you're missing it now yeah yeah like like you kind of just have to hang on to the hope if we don't have hope you don't have anything like if you if you just like you know someone said to me as well when we do eventually open up it'll be like having 12 january's in a row so i'm really clinging on to that really really clinging on to that because we did have that glimmer of it last september you know mm. that huge spike and then all of a sudden but again but you know you have to i have to hang on to that because if i don't i'd say i would have probably quit a yeah. while ago you know because i don't know like is it worth it like you you, you just ask that i find i'm working more than ever right now mm. while i'm only in the gym max i do the kids two or three zooms a week i might do six zooms a week you know but yeah after that, I'm at home, like working, 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 just doing what I can to generate any sort of awareness or, you know, like just anything, you know, trying to promote what we can. But um, it's like, it's like, I find a really frustrating part of all of this is that none of this, as as a gym owner, business owner, someone who works for themselves, you probably embarked on a self-employed career because you like generating your own results, making things happen for yourself. And then all of a sudden you're told, no, you yeah. can't actually make any money anymore. And you're like, what? <laughs> but I've worked so hard. Please let me make money. And like all of that's just taken away. And yeah. it's really deflating, really almost like demoralizing. Like, do you know what it I mean? Is. Like yeah. that, you've lost all of that control. And anybody who runs a business for themselves they are in some way a little bit of a control freak. You know, I, I do think that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. do think that. Like, I, I massively, yeah, massively. Like, I'm not as, not as controlling as I used to be. I've learned to let go and mellow out a little bit. And I'm not as perfection-driven as I used to be. But that's one of the beauties about working for mm. yourself is that you get to decide to do that. And then that's just been taken away. And I struggled with that massively last year. Yeah. Going, this isn't fair. <laughs> That kind of attitude. Well, there is a bit of that because a lot of people they're 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 driven to to make it and to be successful, and then mm-hmm. you're literally stopped. You're saying, "So what are you trying to do? You're not allowed to do that anymore." Not allowed. Yeah, and this is you, you go get a job. Yeah. Go get a job in a in a in a supermarket, and you're going to be set up for life, whether it's a pandemic or not. Yeah. And like, it's, look at whatever your job is, that's fine. But I think I I honestly think that the fallout of this hasn't hit a lot of gyms yet yeah no and you're going to see i reckon you're going to see some sort of financial race 
of budgets, uh, cut, cutting prices to get members in the door. As one Mine thing, are going up. <laughs> uh, we 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 increased our we we well, sorry yeah we increased our prices at the end of last year not for our current members for all new members walking through the door um, because we we ended up investing a lot of time and effort into FSM and redesigning FSM and like the, I suppose the positive and the next question for you is like I got to take a lot of positives out of the last 12, 13 months. Hmm. And I, I, try, I work really hard uh, over the last six months to focus on only the positives. And if I can't change the circumstance, stop dwelling on it. Yeah. Because you're, you're getting nowhere with it. You can't open your gym until you know you can open your gym. So what else are you going to do? Last night was a bit of a, I ended up falling back into that old habit of stressing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was like, right, well, today, well, what can you do? Well, you can finish getting the, the odd jobs around the gym done that you said you do this week. Yeah. And you can get set up for Friday and yeah. you can do your podcast that you said you do. And then, yeah, okay. But for you, like what, what positives would you have taken out of the last 13 months for you well, personally we, or for the business? Yeah. We've kind of touched on them there, like just in a, in a random just yeah. in the general discussion there. But like, you know, one of the big things is that, I, I've come to the realization like when I think about the gym reopening and having people back in, I get really fucking excited, you know? So I'm like, yeah, like this is it for me. This is what I want to do for the next yeah. however many years while I still physically can. Um, so, like, you know, uh, a friend of mine said to me around March or April last year, would like, so my background is biomedical engineering of all things, nothing got to do with, with, with uh, gym or, or physical anything. And she said to me, like, would you not go back into like research? That's what's where I that's where I spent 11 years mm. she, before this. And she said, like, would you not go back into research and like get involved in like developing a vaccine or something like that? And now I'm like, just like that. <laughs> oh, I should. Right. Like, so should have if I'd known 12 months ago. But anyway, like it kind of has it has given me a new appreciation to be in the position that I am. Yeah. You know, so like and I like while income and all that has been, you know, like massively um, paired back because of all this, we were a growing gym before. So like we were only just starting into our third business. And Mm. as a business that didn't have any like massive initial investment or anything like that, year two is still pretty young as a business. So I was never really used to making a huge Mm. amount of money to be all of a sudden, you know, for it to be all gone again. So, um, you know, I don't know why I'm talking about the money side of things again, but you know, it's, it's, it's made me like resilient to just holding on. Cause I know we're going to, we are going to bounce back and we are going to get back to where we want to be again, you know? So, and then as well as that, like being able to grow with the staff. So getting Noelle in, she's been brilliant. Um, you know, just like, just, yeah, I don't know. There's like a few, a good few positives, you know, that kind of have yeah. balanced out or at least outweighed the negatives. Oh yeah, like I I think what like, kind of what you said there is that it's it, it made you realise that it's what you want to do. Yeah. Is one hundred percent perfect. Like that's I've been through uh, like we've been we're seven years I thought we were eight years. I actually posted that we're eight years. We're not we, at the end of this year will be eight year. Um but there's been a lot of ups and downs. Like I've been in the fitness industry nearly 20 years. I've had my own building for seven and a bit. And um, yeah, there's been days where it's kind of like, but then it always comes to the question, you won't do anything else. Yeah. So make this work because this is what yeah. you want to do. That's, yeah. that's, that's kind of where like it, it, the last 12 months gave me a lot of perspectives on where I want to put my time and effort um into the growth of the company yeah where i want to be as a coach personally yeah. and then just taking some time back for myself because as you know like you work when you open a business it's not just a nine to five it's it's a 24 hour and like yeah, even you're sleeping you're probably thinking or dreaming yeah. about the business so yeah yeah it's, it's one of them um but you like Obviously, you're, you're, you're still a relatively new business. Uh, but you, as you said, you started like kids and teens. Uh, you start pre and postnatal. Um, 
for you, like obviously I'm a huge fan of anyone that does kids uh, fitness. I think it should be mandatory in school. I think every gym should run it. Um, I just, I don't understand why it's not a bigger industry. Um, what kind of got you, why did you kind of want to work with kids and how was working with kids and teens made you a better coach? Yeah, so again, the kids, um, we ran our first one the end of, was it the end of our first year? Yeah, it would have been, because if I say the end of the second year, we would have had very little time with them. So yeah, the end of our first year, um, uh, some of the members said, listen, so-and-so is interested in going to the gym, but I don't want them going to, like, say, the likes of Go Gym or anything like that. Plus, yeah. I don't think you're allowed under 16 to go into commercial gyms. Yeah, so they say it's I, for so, insurance reasons, but it's not, it's just bullshit. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. so I posted in the members' mm -hmm. Facebook group. I said, listen, lads, you know, I'll put these classes on. Four or five are interested. So we did one one day a week for six weeks, and we got six of the members' kids in. Yeah. And they were older older teens at the time. So secondary school, like they weren't, like they were third year and, and above sort of thing. Yeah. So we did six weeks, and they all loved it. And they said, well, you put on a second class next year in January. And I said, absolutely. So we did two a week. Uh, and then we filled out that class. Then those classes got so popular that I started getting emails from just the members of the public uh, saying, yeah. look, I have a 10-year-old, I have an 11-year-old, I have a 12-year-old, what do you think? And I said, well, look, we'll put out a call. If we get six, I'll put on a class. Mm. And then as it turns out, we got enough for two. So we got 20. So yeah. then the, the younger kids, so tweens, 10, 11, 12, uh, put them on. And in the meantime, the regular teens were were getting so popular as well that we split them into senior cycle and junior cycle. So we yeah. had three kind of distinct groups, senior cycle, junior cycle and uh, 10, 11, 12 year olds. And what I get from working with them is just I can see how much that they're thriving on it like not even physically, but mentally, their confidence, their yeah. self-esteem. Like, so I think what it does for them mentally is just amazing. Like, especially females as well. Not everybody's into sport, you know, they're not into yes. team sport. But when they come into the gym and they go, oh, I can do that, you know, and they just get this huge surge of like empowerment, and I buzz on that. I love yeah. that. When I see other people growing in that kind of capacity, not physically, but more so emotionally and mentally, I really, really thrive on that. So it's just amazing because as a female, like I would have been heavily involved in like diet culture and always wanting to be skinny and all of this when I was a kid. Mm. So like, you know, I'm only raging. I didn't discover like weight training as a, a way to inject positivity into your life and not for fat loss or anything like that. It, like yeah. what we do in the gym is nothing about what we look like. And I'm always very um, making sure that message comes across to them. Like, you know, we're not here to build booties or anything like that. We're yeah. here to, you know, do these amazing things and to feel good and to get strong and all of that sort of thing. And the kids love that. They Like when they achieve something that they thought they couldn't, you know, adults are the same, but uh, the kids, I don't know, it's just extra special when I, you when you see them kind of do that. It makes, like like you already said, it makes them, like, when you when you, when you you can show someone, and I, I do agree 100%, when you can show a girl yeah. that they can be, like, shit strong. Yeah. Like, it's such, it's such an empowering feeling that they get. Yeah, and then they are able to take that and use it in everyday life. Hundred percent. And hundred percent. I. That's the one. The reason why I started kids was because I felt it was needed. The reason why I started the teens program was literally I had people saying, "Listen, start coaching teens," and I was like, "Well, we have a kids program. We don't we have a teens program?" I don't know why I never taught it, and then we started teens. But it was to see, like, we've had a guy that started with us at 13, he's 19, he's our coach now. We've yeah. had kids that started at five, are now 12. Like, we've, I've seen an evolution of yeah. kids grow, like, and I know it's our motto and it's coined, growing up strong. Yeah. And their attitude to other people is just, it seems better. Now, I, I can't say that every, every kid in the gym 
he's a nice kid because he trained at FSM. Yeah. Because of we, we instill a certain thing is that we always encourage everyone. Everyone can win. Everyone is about like if you lift a two kilo weight more this week than you did three weeks ago, you're winning. And exactly, not, yeah. not to be concerned about the person that's lifting. Yeah, massively. And I, I think that's a big thing for younger people as well is not to be comparing themselves to whatever you know the person next door or on the rack beside you is doing so it's all about your own achievement you know so while they're in a group setting and they're getting the banter and the buzz off being in a group they're not in direct competition with any 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 of them and I know that the girls in particular love that you know and you know like that I'm not there to be their counsellor by any means but I talk to them a lot about the approach that we take the reason why we do it and all that sort of thing. So I'm not just there as a trainer to go do this deadlift and this and this and this, like I'm actively engaging with the guys, making eye contact with them and talking to them, you know? So I think when, and then when the, when the kids see that and when they're being kind of, um, they feel respected by their coach as well. I I remember uh, one of the younger kids said to me one day, and she's a little tiny thing, but like real, like kind of like to up to you, like she's she's, uh, full of beans. Oh, Karen, you're so much better than our other coach. Now, I'm obviously not going to name any names, but like a sports coach they were referring to. And I said, oh, what do you mean by that? She goes, oh, you look us in our eyes when we're talking to you. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, what else would I be doing when I'm talking to you? Like, But they, you know, they need that level of respect, engagement, you know, two-way street from a grown-up. And um, so that's huge. So like I said, not there to be their counsellor, but I do find that when they can grow mentally and develop a kind of like a positive mindset and a, a, and a positive approach to what they're doing, that yeah. does, it spills over into other areas of their life, you know, yeah. like they're able to stand up for themselves better and all this sort of thing. So th- their whole mindset and approach to life in general can change just by going to the gym and finding a positive reason to be there. And the person on the floor, like yourself, like yourself, and having that comment is a, is a great comment to have. And I like I I think, and I've said this to anyone that's ever asked me about becoming a kids coach or a teens coach. I said if you if you're not into it, if you really don't want to work with these kids, they will figure you out in a heartbeat. Big time. When a new teacher comes into class, you test them. You yeah. test that teacher to see if you're going to get away with stuff. Yeah, and then the, the, your, your favorite teachers are the ones you respected. Because they yeah. respected you, yeah, uh, and you did their homework, and you might not have done the other homework because that teacher was just there to get their uh, wages or like you know that type of aspect. So funny, yeah. And I remember when I was a kid, the first time I ever had that experience was with a basketball coach, and he would stare at you, like he would look at you when he's talking to you, and he used to like I would feel like you know Irish people would stare at each other in the eye, and uh, this is an American coach, and still today. Anytime I meet this guy when he's over is one of those moments where I'm just like, I feel like I'm a kid again when I meet him because I hang on every word. Mm. And all he's doing is coaching basketball. Yeah, he yeah. He loves to coach youths basketball. Yeah. And then I love to coach youths strength yeah. conditioning. Yeah. And it's very during, rewarding. Yeah. And I, it's when you get those comments like that, like you look us in the eye, like that's, it's kind I'm of well, right, I'd say. I said, oh my goodness, they're so emotional. <laughs> and it's 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 amazing. I, I I really would love to see it grow much, much bigger than what it currently is. Yeah, I think it's very can. small and like I still have to have argue well, not our conversations about stunting growth and all this stuff and Yeah. And uh like little things like that. But it is it's a huge industry that needs to be I think so nurtured so. and grown better um, and it, it, it will we get the right coaches will get involved i, I think anyone I think that so. tries to start a kids program that is not really involved or interested in it or interested yeah. in educating themselves on it yeah. and it won't really yeah work for them. before before we lock down this time um like we are our uh, our teens and tweens had grown like i was saying up to like nearly 50 i think it was 48 mm. and i said i remember saying it to probably my mom and dad and anyone who'd listened to me at the time um as my sounding board because like that i don't really have a team of coaches around me yet i say yes um if like if the gym keeps going the way it's going like i was like 
I wonder could I knock down this wall and you know yeah. <laughs> go into the next building because I think there is enough demand for a kids gym to be a kids gym on its own as a business hundred yes. yes. percent so yes. like that's something I'm just hugely hugely in my mind about pursuing more next year now I'm not going to go open up a second gym just yet but it's at the back of my mind that I, I I think there's so much to be gained from it you know and like it just when you're talking about teachers there that just kind of sparked a, a memory as well I when I get new kids in say every six weeks or whatever I sit them down and I go right guys who actually wants to be here you know, yeah. and they go, oh yeah, me, me, me. And then I ask them, well, what's the difference between here and school? And they don't really know. I kind of have to yeah. kind of give them a few hints. And I said, well, by law, you have to go to school. And I said, by law, you don't need to be here. So if you don't want to be here, don't come in. So I was trying to get the message across them that just because your mom and dad sent you, that doesn't mean that you have to be yes. here. And if you're not engaging and interacting with the class, I can tell you ne never to come back. You know, so like I try to drill that into them as well. I want this to be a positive, fun, yes, a, a, a thing that you choose to do. So like really trying to make that obvious to them. That, like they're not obliged to be there. So if yeah. they are acting up in any way, I'm like, right, out you go. <laughs> you so we, we we have a set of rules. We do a set of rules. <clears throat> and, contract. And then we always say in the first day, the parent always comes. Like we say, like listen, we're gonna. It's for kids. Teens is different. But for kids, they get to try the day. And then the parent goes, what's the story? I said, well, when, if your kid goes outside and they tell you that they want to come back, then ring us. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not like, okay, so this is what we're going to do. you got a 12-month contract, and I'm going to give you a 10% discount if you sign and pay up all today. It's like, if your kid wants to come back, yeah. we'll have And that's how we've always done it, and that's how we cost the grow. But I, I, I totally agree with you. If people ask me, would I ever open a second FSM? I said, no, I'd only open the kids and teens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because I, I think it's really important to have a separate environment for them. So in other words, the fact that I have a small gym has worked out well for the kids because yeah. they come in, it's small room, we're all contained. We, we, it's like a free for all, you know? Um, so, and there isn't adults there playing, yeah. you know, rap music down <laughs> like in one corner and the kids over on the other end, it's they get it's full 100% theirs yeah. for the time that they're there. So I think that is really important for kids as well to have an environment that they can thrive and be themselves in without the worry of maybe like I've had one or two parents going, is it okay if I sit in now with say Jimmy because he's a bit mm. nervous? And I said, I'm sorry, but no, like yeah. just no, like you're not coming in watching the kids in the gym because that's that's for them, you know. That, that's, like, that's the way it should be. I think we that would yeah. like. I like we, I know other gyms that would allow like adults train at the same time as your kids because it's yeah. convenient. I was like, no, it, the kids is the kids is the kids' hour, and I that's so. for them. Yeah. And if you if you turn up early for class, you have to wait outside. Yeah, and parents are the same. I said, it's best if you could just cut yourself up the road, go grab a coffee. Yeah, like, yeah if anything exactly. happens, I'll, if anything bad happens, I'll ring you. Yeah. if anything good happens, they'll tell you. Yeah. Um, and and that's the way it should be. I don't, yeah. yeah, this whole thing, like, oh, my four-year-old is in the same class as me. We train at six o'clock together. I'm like, no. No. <laughs> not, no, not really. no, no. Sure. Yeah, no, it's great. Like, and like that, it's just kind of one of those default things. I didn't have a choice but to have the kids yeah. on their own. So, and that's been limiting for us as well because I'm running out of hours. So I'm like, well, where am I supposed to put these classes, you know? So that's why I would get a separate space. Yeah. Um, so I could be running adults and kids uh, congruently or whatever. Mm. Is that the right word? At the same time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, they're brilliant. They're brilliant. Now, I tell you, they're, you know yourself, they're exhausting. I do be wrecked. Absolutely. And that's the other thing with our gym now to be. Uh, the kids are, they're a lot of work, but brilliant. I'd never not yeah. work with them. Um, but, like, I, I remember uh, when I did... Um, uh, the brand X with with you guys in your yeah. gym and um, I did the, the the coaching course after doing the workshop that time mm. and one of the tips that they give as your business model is for to charge 75% for kids as of the adults so say for example the adult is 100 you charge the mm. kid 75 where I'm actually I'm actually kind of the reverse I charge them more because yeah. you know like they, they, they you just you put so much energy and effort into it you know um, plus, it's not their money; it's the parents. So yeah. you know, you know, I was, the, I was the reverse. <laughs> Originally, I was super cheap, so it's yeah. kids. 
But then yeah. the more and more I, I grew it, I was like, nah, this is ridiculous. I, yeah. this, is, this is a lot more, you need yeah. to bring your A game every yeah. time. Big time, big you time. Can't just can't, you can't be grumpy coach with no, kids ever. and teens. But no, adults, yeah. Even adults. I know I'm never a grumpy coach now, to be honest. Oh, uh, coach, I could be in a bad mood. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've got a reputation. Um, no. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm funny to the kids, and then I'm just the, the bad jokes guy to the teens. Oh, God. But as I said to those teens, when you were in kids' class, you thought I was cool. Yeah. No, no longer. It's, it's, it's actually quite fun to see the evolution of me being this cool, fun coach to now being this embarrassing coach. Yeah, yeah, so funny. Like, I embarrassed one of our teens by saying hello to her on the street. Oh, I was walking out of a Sentra, <laughs> and she was walking the other way, and I went, hey, Abby. And she, oh, my God. Yeah. And it's, then it's I, funny, yeah. I was like, I just said low. Yeah, I know, but like someone could have seen. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. my God, you're that awkward. Now that's going to make it worse because then Thomas C, I'm going to go, hi, Abby. Yeah, we, yeah. I go out of my way to embarrass you now. Um, but it's, it's, it's really funny to see that evolution of of being like, yeah, you were you were once a cool guy and now you're an embarrassing guy. And yeah, it's funny, all right. Thing. Yeah, yeah, but I use that to my advantage as well. You know what I mean? Like, um, if you if you ever come into the gym, all I do is basically dance around the place. So I'd be yeah. like, like, and I totally, I let, I, I've never felt so at home in an environment as I do when I'm coaching in the gym. That's yeah. where you'll find me being my 100% raw, natural self. And mm. the kids get to see that. And I think that's good for them because yes. they're like, well, if she doesn't give a shit, I don't give a shit. Let's all not give a shit together. So yeah. that's kind of it. Yeah. So, yeah, you need to want to, you need to it, like, okay, fair enough setting up a kid's program because you want to help kids. But I think you need to feel like that. You need to get that buzz and that kind of kick and that kind of reward feeling, I think. Yeah. yeah for you, for you to really make an impact with them, you know. There is a give back. There's something you get out of it as well. As much as you're giving a service and you're helping kids, there's there's definitely something that you get back. Yeah. And that gives you the energy. Like, as if I if I remember we started kids. I think we did like I think it was six months with like two, three kids. Yeah. And everyone was like, "Why are you doing kids?" It's like, "Because I I know it's gonna work. Yeah. I just haven't figured out how to do it right. I didn't know." Yeah. I didn't marketing or I didn't even our kids program we never really marketed to be honest yeah, same yeah um, but it, it, again just word them out and then we got growing and growing and then we had to split our kids into two kids groups then it was into kids and teens and two kids groups and then it just grew 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 and mm. like even like our teens were were maxed for the last year and a half we we can't literally we will we had a waiting list to put a teen in because Brilliant. If a team left, we had people wanting to come in, and, and we were kind of li- like yourself. We're we're limited to the time and limited to the numbers of teams. Mm, yeah. Uh, and then COVID hit, so that made us restrict the amount of people in the building at one time. So we had yeah. to deviate there and then cut our teams a little bit. And um, but yeah, no, it's um, it's it's truly in- it's the most enjoyable aspect of my job is coaching youth. I yeah. Think. Yeah. I, I know. I know because that's why I do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, this reminds brilliant. me while of coaching. Yeah, yeah, no, it's brilliant. Yeah. Karen, so we're going to, uh, I I always say we're going to have a small podcast and they always end up running over. Um, <laughs> Amisha, I could yap on for hours. I don't even know what time it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're at a, um, an hour and 20 minutes now. Um, oh, so when the pandemic's over, right? Yeah. Last night, pandemic's over, what is your moving on into 2021 and beyond what is your outlook for your business and for the fitness industry in general i know that's a huge open-ended question and we can probably talk about that for 20 minutes it could go two ways couldn't it like i'm kind of like oh god are people so over going to the gym now that they've gotten used to not going or is it going to be no we're definitely going back so i'm i'm on the the side of no they are going to come back yeah so no i think i i do think gyms especially the likes of ourselves where there's the personal element and the community and the fun and the crack those type of gyms they're going to take 
above and beyond um, what they had membership wise, yeah. I think, yeah. before we left off. So not only, even though the doors have been closed for the last six months, I've been very uh, visible on social media, Facebook, I'm doing loads more videos um, getting my voice there. and names <laughs> and everything out there. So that's given me it's the pandemic has given me huge uh, opportunity to do that so that's backtracking to another question i never would have had the time or the energy to do that whereas now i have a little bit more like time i said well just time where i'm physically at home that i can do that yeah. while i'm doing my other bits so yeah i think if you have stayed visible and hopeful and pushing out little bits along the way people know you're there and ready and raring to go when we do open so i think the likes of ourselves that have that little community personal approach aspect of it people are going to come back they have to yeah 100 uh karen thank you very much for joining me on the show uh, it means a lot because this is something that I, I stopped doing and I stopped doing it because I was burnt out. Yeah. Uh, I put too much pressure on it. And I've just, I've done three podcasts this week because I have the time. Because the <laughs> well gym. Go Steven. Um, and I've lined up a few for next week. So I do and I appreciate it. And there's loads of good nuggets in there, especially for just like starting the business and coaching and just your thoughts on on how everything's playing out. Um, I wish you all the best with it. And guys, if you want to follow Karen, uh, we'll put links to the website, uh, to the Instagram in the comments below. Uh, so you can you can follow her and see some of those um, fun videos, especially about chocolate, those videos. Oh, yeah. Oh, the good ones. Um, and don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. Uh, your support means a lot to me and keeps me wanting to do more. Um, so guys, thank you. And Karen, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Stephen. <laughs>